0: You are listening to the Swap Live Podcast Show, brought to you by our friends at Ogeo. Ogeo has been around for three decades, but it was in 2001 that the brand forever changed the way we think about gear bags. With never-seen-before features, like specific storage compartments for your boots, helmets, gear, and more, the Ogeo 9800 is the most popular gear bag in motocross visit ogiopowersports.com hey welcome to the swap motor live podcast presented by ogeo um we are at parish raceway today and we just got done comparing the uh all the special edition bikes so it's the husky rockstar edition 450 ktm factory edition 450 and the honda 450 works edition bike so i'm joined today by uh a really experienced group of uh test riders so myself pretty much ridden every bike made since uh 1990 um when i started my career at cycle news got uh my buddy kyle perner who has been with me for two decades i'd say yeah um we have pat foster who's uh been senior test rider at uh trans world and also now at swap moto live and uh yeah two decades there too over Yes, yes sir and then uh Western Regional two fifty supercross champ Brock Tickle, who is uh, who is an elite rider who's probably in the last year lost more speed than I'll ever dream about having in my life. <laughs> right? so, I don't so, think he
1: lost any speed. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's still the same, right?
0: <laughs> Hopefully gonna have some good news here in a couple of days and uh, see him back out on the track. So so guys, what are your thoughts? Uh, special edition bikes, are they worth the money?
2: I think so. Um, I think that there's a lot that goes into each and every one of these bikes. And uh, it's kind of like for the, I guess for the Huskies and the KT, it's kind of what's coming for the next year's bike. So, um, and you know, like the Honda has that special motor that you, you know, that you can't buy. So yeah, I'd say it's worth it if you can get them. A lot of times they're sold out.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you, Brock? I mean, you've been on team your whole life, but.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean there's obviously
3: parts on it that are are nice um i think money-wise on paper it makes sense if you have it to go ahead and upgrade to to a factory edition or the works edition bikes it has wheels heads coated forks and shock i mean there's a lot of upgrades for Mm -hmm. i mean let's say 2500 dollars. i mean you're gonna spend that um easily just uh buying a standard one and upgrading it yourself
0: you know like a lot of vet guys you know i I think these bikes of the extra cost i i would venture to guess most of them a large percentage of them are bought by vet guys who can afford it yeah probably so um but like for you going racing like for a top level guy you can't go racing on stock wheels even right i mean you have to
3: no i wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it especially for supercross um i mean even if even if i i mean i feel like even if i bought a factory edition bike or a works edition bike i would still buy i would still probably do a wheel set just to be safe uh Mm -hmm. obviously we put a lot of time on it during the week four days a week racing on the weekends there's a lot of time obviously you're going to need backup
0: yeah what about you pat
1: you know any any track that you go to you look around through the pits and everybody's got a a pipe a silencer they've got their suspension Mm -hmm. done they got the cool graphics the idea that you can walk into the dealership and buy this and not have to mess around with any of it, and you have the exact stuff that the factory guys have. You know, it's a, it looks like the factory bike. That's what thats what kids want. That's what I wanted when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that they offer this, you can go in, it's one-stop shopping. You don't have to spend all the money to buy all this stuff individually. It's ready to go. Plus, like Kyle pointed to, there's things like on the Honda that you can't even buy if you wanted to. You can't buy that ported head. Mm-hmm. Um, that's trick. The coating on the forks, that's a big deal. That's a lot of money. And um, to be able to get that right off the showroom floor, very cool.
0: Yeah. Hey, Brock, so you've ridden on, like, work suspension stuff pretty much your whole career. So how much difference do coatings really make? I mean, I'm honestly surprised at what I felt with the Honda suspension today because it has the titanium nitride coatings. But um, at your level, when you were testing and stuff, could you tell when something was coated or not?
3: Well, that's what's tough is last time i probably rode standard forks obviously i have a bike now it has standard forks on there but prior to that it was probably 2006 when i raced loretta's mm-hmm. i mean i didn't have coated forks but um for sure i rode the 19 standard uh, honda work and are just a standard edition and uh today i did notice there was more plushness in the forks today mm-hmm. in that bike compared to what i remember the the standard version having
0: yeah it's funny because i think a lot of people think Oh, it just looks cool you know but i mean yeah. there is a there is a uh, detectable uh reduction in stiction for sure
1: you know it's funny because that is the one area where i actually think i like the standard honda better than the works edition and the only reason is i'm 190 pound pro uh, pretty aggressive pretty big uh, i can feel a definite difference in the stiction and the the standard fork actually offers a little bit more substantial feel Mm -hmm. i could feel the slickness on these forks and it felt like the fork wanted to bottom Mm -hmm. quite a bit easier i had to go in quite a bit more on the compression to try to control um you know some of the slickness that was that was being provided by the um by the by the coatings yeah it was like the suspension felt like it had a softer setting which it does not Mm -hmm. but it was a was a big difference in stiction and um like I said, it, it just wasn't quite as substantial as the standard version.
0: Yeah, Did you, I can't remember, were you at the Honda intro with me? I was, at, I rode them both back yeah, to okay. back. Yeah, it, okay, it's funny because Pat and I went to the, uh, the Honda launch for the 2019 standard 450 and the works edition, and we both came away from that day preferring the standard bike. Um, I think that that track, Cheney Ranch, was a horrible place to hold an intro. Um, so i was pretty bitter the whole day even on both bikes you know because i really don't like that track but but yeah that's what i did notice back to back i felt like the works edition moved a lot more and it was a little bit busier
1: i think that for the target market that they're building this bike to uh, building this bike for and who they're trying to sell to they will like the works edition better it's plush it's smooth i just noticed that it, it did go through the stroke a lot easier
0: yeah okay so i guess we're all talking about the honda now so Let's start off with that. Like Kyle, what did you think of the CRF Forks Edition?
2: Well, I actually loved those forks. I thought they were quite a bit better for me. You know, I'm just a slow vet guy, so they they work awesome. Uh, that was one of the first things I noticed when I jumped on that bike versus the when we did our shootout. So for me, I thought the forks were great. I like the overall feel, everything about the Honda, the way it feels in the air, it's super well balanced. Um, the motor, talk about a motor. I mean the motor is just incredible. It's so snappy and precise. It's it sounds good. It works so good. Um, I think that it, if you couldn't ask for a better motor, really,
0: yeah. it's pretty cool too. Because like for as long as we've been riding, to think now that you can change your power band with a button, yeah. on the handlebars, and right. then the three settings on the handlebar are distinctly different.
2: Yeah, and I'm I prefer the map one. Um, I know map two is traction. Map three was more aggressive, but. I rode it out here all day and tried all three maps and map one seemed to suit me the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: What'd you think, Brock? Yeah, for me, I i don't know, just the Honda in general today, I hopped on it and something about it I felt at home. Um, obviously I ride a KTM on a daily basis, but the engine was strong. The chassis felt balanced. The bike felt light. I felt like when I was riding uh, and gripping the bike, I felt like I had a lot of contact area between the foot pegs and the seat when I was standing up. So um i feel like i had control over the bike um obviously if i was going to go race it um there would need to be suspension done for for racing nationals but i mean overall i really really like the honda
0: patrick
1: for me the honda wins the shootout and and pretty easily oh, just cut to the chase i'm, I'm going i'm just going out the of the i thought that's what we were doing we're going we're bike by bike and then I we're know. gonna we're well so here's here's why Here's why it does. It's because the bike is so responsive. Everything about it is quick. It feels light, it feels agile, it's nimble. The cornering is amazing. And, the, and part of the reason it handles so good and it feels so agile is because the motor hits really hard. Uh, map one is a little bit more progressive and smooth down low. Map two is really smooth. But map three, it hits immediately and it makes the bike feel quick and light and easy to pop the front end up. And I like that. I would prefer for it to feel a little bit quicker and harder hitting, and that's what the Honda offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it corners quickly. Uh, one of the downsides, it's, it's a little busy, mm-hmm. and we, we can address that in a minute when we talk a little bit more about handling. But I would take that sacrifice over, um, I mean, to, to accomplish what it does with the, with the quick handling and the, and the light agile feel.
2: For over six decades, Scott Motorsports has pushed the limits of innovation, providing our customers with the most advanced technology available. Scott is honored to be the exclusive eyewear sponsor of the Swap Moto Live podcast. Athletes such as Chad Reed, Justin Barja, and myself, Adam Cientrillo, require the best performance, which is why we choose the Scott Prospect Goggle. Recognized as the number one goggle in racing, Scott is proud to be made in the USA. Check out scott-sports.com to see their complete line of high-performance goggles.
3: Hey, what's up, guys? Malcolm Stewart. This off season, I've been training harder than ever getting ready for 2019, and I've been using Rhino Power supplements before, during, and after my training and has made a big difference, especially the motivation pills.
0: Use SWATMOTO as your discount code at checkout for 10% off your purchase plus free shipping on rhinopower.com. Hey guys, Hunter Lawrence here. Lately, I've been spending a whole lot of time at the mountain bike trails in the local area on my intense primer, and the thing's badass. For how good it is going up the hill, it's uh, amazing coming down the hill. It's uh, comfortable, nimble, and it doesn't feel uh, like you're going to go over the bars every five seconds. Uh, all their bikes in their lineup are awesome. So, yeah, you're ready to get serious about training on a cross country bike or crushing lap times at your local trails, or if you want to go a bit further, longer and faster, they they just brought out a new Taser e-bike, which is, uh, yeah, everyone's given the double thumbs up on. So head down to your local Intense dealer or, or purchase uh, directly at IntenseCycles.com. Check it out, guys. Hi, uh, I'm Mitch Payton from Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team, and I uh, just want to give a shout out to the Throttle Syndicate. Um, it's a new name, but it's the same company that's been around for uh, 30 years we've been with them since the very beginning in 1991 and they're a big part of why our bikes always look the way they do we're really proud to have them involved and hopefully they have a good year visit throttlesyndicate.com to view the full range of customizable graphic kits gripper seat covers sticker kits and more use promo code SWATMOTO LIVE at checkout for a 20 percent discount off your order what's up SWATMOTO fans Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck. Is mention the show and tell them you want the action sports special check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more yeah i, I really enjoyed the honda today i wasn't i mean to be honest i wasn't too excited to get on it because i rode it at cheney and like really wasn't too pumped but uh looking back now i think it was just, i just wasn't pumped on the track mm-hmm. but uh yeah today it was good i mean we were on a fully ripped Parish raceway today. And there's only like eight or 10 of us here today. And we have Brock out there carving the fast guy lines right from the get go. (laughs) And they're not my intuitive lines. I'll tell you that, you know, but, uh, so the, the lines that Brock carved in there were, obviously I'm going to learn from those, but you know, pretty much everyone went there. So you had this one line. And if you went out of line because we didn't break in the rest of the track, the, uh, the, the jumbly dirt clods and stuff were hard. And if you got off the line, you were either, like, all out of control bouncing around. Or yeah. in my case, I, I almost rode out of the ruts a couple of times and was, like, dah, spazzed out. So, for me, the CRF was so intuitive in the way it handled and precise. And uh, maybe I'm not fast enough to feel the twitchiness, but I didn't encounter any twitchiness today. It's just everything for me with the Honda was it did exactly what I wanted to do and went where I wanted to go and it was easiest for me to follow Brock's ridiculously skinny lines on the Honda so um so Brock since you're the one that made all lines out there today pretty much I mean was one bike better than the other at sticking to them for you
3: honestly I thought the KTM and the Husky I think the reason why i didn't pick those is because in certain places on the track i almost had too much contact to the ground if that makes sense it didn't feel nimble it felt stuck to the ground Mm -hmm. and uh the honda felt light and i felt like i could move around kind of like what pat said and um i think that's what made me feel at home like if i messed up on the ktm i felt like i couldn't recover quick enough to Mm -hmm. be honest um obviously they're both really good bikes to and and just the Honda stood out to me. Just when I rode the Honda, I felt at home, um, yeah. especially for the condition. You you know what it was like this morning. It was very difficult to ride around in that one rut yeah. and, and be precise. Um, overall, obviously the track wasn't super rough, but mm-hmm. um, I think the negative part maybe, if I were to pick a negative part on the KTM or Husky, I thought the Husky under power maybe was a little bit more rigid mm-hmm. uh, exiting corners. Um, so I mean but KTM Husky to me feel the same other than that yeah Um, so
0: so you feel that the KTM and Husky are really comparable to each other yes
3: 100% I mean obviously the characteristic I think without feeling that has too much stick to the ground and it it takes away the nimbleness I think that comes from the steel frame um obviously the suspension could obviously you could fine-tune it um Mm -hmm. they're both really good bikes and I could go around the track just as fast on those as I did the Honda but I really enjoyed riding the Honda today
0: yeah I think I think when bikes are all that good, it comes down to fun. Yep. You know, I had a lot of fun on the Honda. Yep. Um,
1: you know, it's, it's interesting that Brock mentioned that because Donnie, that's something that you and I have talked about in other podcasts. Uh, it's a huge benefit to a lot of people, the KTM and the Husky. They feel very planted and they feel very connected to the track. And it's interesting because they are significantly lighter than the other bikes on the scale. You would think that that would transfer over to the track, but it really doesn't. And we, I think we've discussed this before. Some of it is the smoother motor motor character. Mm-hmm. Some of it, is just, the bike just feels low. And, and and Kyle, I'd like for you to speak to this because you really yeah, like the KTM I do. feel. And I think to most people that is a big benefit and they, they like the quickness of the Honda. While well, some of us like it today, won't fit everybody. Right. Um, I can see why people like the the KTM feel I can see why it's popular it's not for me but you know what what are your thoughts on that
2: okay so I'll first want to just say about the Honda the Honda is a fantastic bike I loved everything about it but my only drawback with that bike was that I would get this little bit of twitch in decel like you coming into corners and it's kind of choppy and you chop throttle and that front end starts to move around that to me scares me sometimes, and I don't feel as confident as I did on the KTM and the Husky. Um, I think with proper settings and you know maybe just changing things, that, that Honda, you turn just a little clicker here and there, makes a huge difference, so you can get wacky really quickly. So you gotta stay with your settings and kinda just try one <laughs> at a time, stuff up. right? So, but I, I, got it, I got it better today for sure, but one of the biggest things with the KTM and the Husky for me is I really like the way that front end tracks and feel so planted on the ground like brock was saying but i'm a slower vet rider so for me it's about safety i don't want to hit the ground i feel safe when i ride those bikes and i just feel like when the track gets beat like you know real baked out towards the end of the day i feel really safe on the ktm and and the husky where on the honda i feel like maybe i'm just not good enough to stay and i you know i move around too much and you know so Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, it's a, it's a confidence-inspiring feel. Right. A- absolutely, no doubt about it. You, you feel safe on it. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned the the transfer to the front end on the Honda because mm-hmm. I felt a little front-end bias, and Donnie and I played with this at Chaney Ranch, and it was a little harder to chase there than it was today at Paris. And I'm bringing it up because I learned something from Brock today. When we were at Chaney, we'd get on the brakes, and under decel, the front end would get busy. The weight would transfer to the front. And uh, the, the front end would kind of wallow and, and shake its head a little and Donnie and I were chasing it by moving the forks down in the clamps mm-hmm. if you slide the forks down about three millimeters it helps clean that up but it also hampers the cornering which is such a strong point for the Honda it's almost a shame to take that right. away right I got on the bra- I got on the bike after Brock had been on it and uh, Jason said, hey listen we actually went uh, out a little bit on the on the high speed mm-hmm which will lower the rear end, and then when a couple clicks in on the rebound to hold the rear end down. Mm -hmm. And so basically balancing out the bike by softening the rear end and then holding it down rather than messing with the forks. Exactly. And uh, so I went out, I said, hey, Jason, leave that alone. Let me try what Brock had come up with. And I liked it a lot. And it was a good balance of, it didn't hamper the cornering, but it did keep the rear end a little more planted and a little more uh, weight off of the front. And made it a little more stable. It's still not a KTM or Husky, mm-hmm. but it improved it. And it did. Uh, I thought I that did was the same interesting. Thing. Yeah. Hmm. Brock, is that something that you've that you've done on other bikes in the past? No. I just thought but, that was an interesting approach.
3: Yeah. I just know slowing down the rebound obviously holds it in the stroke longer, um, and softening it obviously does that. Um, they recommended I think sag 108, 107, 108. So I think it was hot when we set it. So we set it at 105. So about 108 probably. Um, but the first time I went out, I thought it felt high in the rear. Mm-hmm. And the transfer was, was a lot to the front, um, off the gas, just like you mentioned. Um, but I knew that it, with some small changes, just moving the weight a little bit, it can make a big difference. Um, so we did that. I actually stiffened up the forks a couple clicks. And I slowed down the rebound on the forks as well. So, um, and then made the change to the rear. And then I felt really good on it after we did that
1: did you guys did you guys find that kind of universally uh, across all of the bikes they all were pretty soft in stock form yeah like i, I had to do yep. several clicks compression and rebound and air uh, yeah. you know, the bikes that took air me too air compression rebound across the board front and rear did you guys have to do quite a bit of that
0: i i just kind of wrote them stock <laughs> uh, mostly because you know i was running around taking photos also but uh but yeah, no, they're, they're all a little bit on the softer side for me, for sure. I can imagine it was marshmallows for tickle. And
3: well, like the main place for me where I was struggling earlier before I made changes was in between, obviously, the fast sections where there was that grabby dirt um, or, or if there was a rut there and I was turning against it where there was a lot of force going down. Um, the bikes were soft, but, I mean, for a general customer, I think it's yeah. it's fine. And every bike has adjustability. Um, the KTM honestly I, I think and Husky have more adjustment than the Honda does obviously the air forks obviously um, I, there's a lot of downfall on them but I really think that they're a really good fork set up for a standard bike mm-hmm. um, I've raced with air probably more than anybody else in the, at a professional <laughs> level so mm-hmm. it's somewhat a home for me but um, yeah I think think all of them have adjustments so it's easy to easy to fine-tune once you get a direction and find out what you want
0: yeah and kyle i know you mess with air quite a bit like yep. at the races
2: it's it it adds a you know versatility to your fork that you know you just don't have with a regular spring fork so i think once you get those air forks dialed in and you get used to to changing different settings um i think they're great i love them mm-hmm.
0: um and I, then the 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 wp well, what do they call them now? Exact. Yeah. The exact, exact fork. They don't leak air or or lose pressure like the uh, KYB and Showa stuff did, right? Not really. Because like, um, I was just thinking about it. We've had that Husky Rockstar Edition bike for over a month now. Mm-hmm. I've ridden it a bunch of times and i never checked kind of Does it
1: feel consistent? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. That's a good sign.
2: Uh, well... I just, yeah, I think they've, they've come up, you know, by far it's the best air fork out there. I mean, maybe it's the only air fork out there yeah. anymore, but um, I think they've come so far and they have such good settings for an average guy like me. Um, I think they're great because mm-hmm. you can get to a certain track and you go, oh, I remember what my pressures were here, or you write them down and and you have your settings and there you go.
0: Yeah. Hey, so on the Husky and the KTM, uh, <clears throat> the the... the, the Internal engine changes made to the Rockstar edition and the Factory edition. They they didn't change the mapping, but like the standard bikes, to me they rev slower and had a chuggier feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, the stiffer was it the valve, the valve train. Something in the valve train is stiffer, um, bearing in the wrist pin and the pistons different. So the bike, uh, these bikes compared to the standard ones, I feel that they rev a little quicker um they're freer and they're snappier so tick you said when you got on the ktm it spanks the one that you have at home
3: oh 100 um the lighter feel is i think i mean the heavier feel like the standard one has mm-hmm. is that that was the downfall at the shootout for me yeah. whenever i did that um a while back but um this bike right when i hopped on it was a noticeable change um i always run my map on map two with traction control at all times my 19 Mm -hmm. on this one i just ran it on map two and the the way the engine feels it's really predictable Mm -hmm. um it's fast it's broad so it's it is easy easy to ride um both ktm and husky are really predictable bikes i think Mm -hmm. uh that's a statement you can stand with um most of us can at least um but um yeah no it's it's tough because like I think if we went to another track, it could change yeah. the way we feel about all three of them. That's how good they are.
1: Yeah. So on your standard 19, pretty much every track, every day you ride MAP2 with traction control? Yeah, 100%. Interesting, every time. interesting.
0: <laughs> hey, Tick, do you uh, you know that team and the Husky come with an optional throttle cam? Yeah. So they have this short throw throttle cam that makes the bike <laughs> look so gnarly. And I, it's funny, but the the, K-Team and Husky staff guys have just always put the short throttle cam in, the optional one, in our bikes. And I've always said, dude, the K-Team and the Husky, they're too gnarly, they crack the throttle and they go. And then, for years, right? And that's always been our complaint. But then, I, a couple weeks ago, I found out that they've been putting the optional fast throttle cam in our test bikes, right? And I'm all, whoa, whoa, wait, so that's not what it comes with, right? And they go, no, it usually comes in the toolkit and we'll put the stock one in. And then I like the bikes way better, right? So I rode them both today with the stock cam. What do you have in your 19?
3: I have standard. I mean, I've rode, I've tried it on different bikes. I just feel it takes away your feel. Right? It's too gnarly. Like the bikes are fast enough. It's more about getting your momentum up and having throttle control. Mm -hmm. When you put a shorter throttle tube on, it's so hard to control everything yeah so for me it's i wouldn't even try it it wouldn't be something i want to try just because i know the bike has power if you ride it right carry your speed and i mean around this track i guarantee i don't even get to wide open probably except for just in that one area heading up to the big big tabletop
0: yeah it's funny because i'm like it's a whole new world for me like oh standard throttle cam but then today kyle changed it back to the aggressive one because he likes it better
2: i put on the husky (laughs) and i liked it better i mean i rode them back to back i just wanted to see which one do i like better i'm pretty smooth on the throttle you know and and, you know so for me it just felt like that extra little snap right out of the gate was there on Mm -hmm. the on the husky and i like that so yeah i think that's what's
3: really good because obviously you have riders that Go straight to the stop, no matter what, and then you have guys that have throttle control. Um, and for you, like you said, you have throttle control, yeah. so you want more snap. You just shorten up the, the throttle tube. But um, yeah. for guys that go straight to the stop, that wouldn't be the option <laughs> to go with.
2: Yeah, because it does go there quickly. Yeah. But for me, I you know it just it worked for me. I liked it better. Kyle, yeah.
1: what what map were you running when you're running that aggressive cam?
2: Um, I ran it in two. Well, I ran both maps, but I mostly ran map two today.
1: And is that is that pretty standard for you? You spend a lot yeah. of time on the KTM. You yeah. run Map Two most of the time. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. except I've never run the black cam in the KTM. I did it on the Husky. Yep. Because um, I have the standard one that was in my KTM that I that I just had. So.
1: And then uh, Brock was saying he runs traction control a lot do you run traction control often
2: i do um just depends on the conditions but uh i certainly will especially when the the track gets just baked down and it's slippery everywhere i'll throw the traction control on and you just feel like you're cheating almost Mm -hmm. (laughs) pretty amazing option to have it really is it really is pretty cool
3: on the honda the only thing i didn't do was change maps enough uh, during fast laps Mm -hmm. um i just messed around on map three for i don't maybe two minutes and i could tell a big difference yeah what map did you like I just ran it, I think one is one normal. One's a standard. Yeah, I just ran standard the whole time I was doing laps. So uh-huh. um, Pat went out one last time and changed it to map three and told me I need to try it. So I just went out and I could tell a big difference. But what I really like about the mapping on the KTM and Husky, I, I like map two with traction control on because when you want to get aggressive, you can lay, you can get on the throttle really hard and uh, it's a big difference the bike actually wants to track in certain areas, especially when you're on the side of the tire. Um, like say Glen Helen at the end of the day, and there's not much exiting corners. Um, you can lay into the, lay into the throttle and, uh, the thing will track. Yeah. You know, Donnie,
1: <laughs> when we did the test on the Husky just a few weeks ago, I, I said in the podcast, you know, what? I've never really played with the traction control much because I've always been pretty good with throttle control. And under Brock's recommendation, I, uh, I ran the traction control a lot today. It mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. I also ran map two. I want more hit. Uh, I would even, If they had a map three and it offered <laughs> even more hit on the Husky and the KTM, <laughs> I would use it because I would like it even quicker. Yeah. But man, having that traction control as a backstop to kind of smooth things out, especially some of these dry baked corners, man, it was amazing. It was yeah. it was really
2: cool. You it know where had- the
0: traction control is badass on those bikes is that they in the dirt on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Pat, did you try the black cam in the KTM or the Husky
1: today? I did not. No. I did not, but I think yeah. I'd like it. Yeah, you might. It, sound, it sounds like it's something I need to try.
0: You guys. No, Listen. <laughs> <awesome. laughs> awesome. So today, like, you know, the whole chunky, like, rock feel of the KTM and the Husky, mm-hmm. that that little right-hand turn and tabletop after the back 90, mm-hmm. I straight up almost looped out today <laughs> on the KTM because it just hooked up so gnarly. And I, it got a little out of control, and I flew off the thing, and both my feet were back by the axle. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I can only imagine what would happen if I had that black cam in. It would have been a backflip, maybe. Yeah, that bike would
1: have been done for the day.
0: But, um, all right, so I guess uh, let, let's just go down the line. Like, for me, uh, I like the Honda the best because it was snappy, real... Uh, predictable handling, real intuitive for me. It did everything I wanted to. Um, the KTM and the Husky are very close for me, as, as they always are, but I usually favor the Husky. But today I like the KTM better. So for me, Dawn, I went uh, Honda KTM Husky.
1: So I, I guess I blew it, I already let the cat out of the bag, but uh, the Honda was a clear winner for me. I, I like everything about it. It's just so much, it's quick, it's light, it's agile. Uh, I love that feel. It's not as smooth. You can't ride it as hard for as long as the other bikes. The other bikes feel a little bit more planted, a little more predictable. I'll take the uh, the Honda's quick feel. As far as the KTM and the Husky go, I thought the KTM motor was a little better today. It felt a little stronger, a little snappier. But Farmer John, the the Husky, I think I like the brakes better. I like the clutch better, and uh, I like the Pro Taper handlebars better. I think yes. it offers a better feel. Um, both the KTM and the Husky, I got off those bikes and got onto the Honda and went. The first turn that I went to it, went into, I went, oh wow, those, <laughs> the KTM and the Husky have amazing brakes. I mean, the Honda's good, it's just not on the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, great things about all of the bikes. Today, give me the Honda.
3: Yeah, for myself too, I picked the Honda. Um, after riding all three today, um, overall felt more comfortable on it. I felt like the engine. Um, was more of what I enjoy riding. Uh, The bike felt like I could put it where I wanted to. I felt like if I needed to turn out of a rut, I could do it. Um, I picked the KTM second. Um, I did notice that now that you say that, Pat. The brakes, I'm actually flip-flop. I like the clutch and the brake on the KTM better than I do on the Husky. And that's one of the reasons why I picked KTM over the Husky. And another thing, exiting corners, on the gas when it's choppy i felt like the husky was a little more rigid so um but all in uh all three bikes are really good and i enjoyed it yeah
2: for me boy all three of these bikes were so close and they they all have a little different characteristics some i love and some you you don't but uh they for me i got to pick the ktm it felt the safest the most planted for me i think i could go the fastest on that um the Husky, of course, um, was right there with it. I think the only thing that made it come in second was, like Brock said, that the rear end felt a little more harsh on acceleration. The, the KTM seemed to soak that up a little better, and, and um, I don't know if that has to do with just the subframe or, or what, but they're very, very close. We're talking about splitting hairs. Um, the Honda just... You know another great amazing bike but yeah the only thing that held it back for me was that little bit of head shake i would get that i just couldn't shake that feeling and i didn't feel as confident on it mm-hmm. but i think with time i think any one of these bikes right out of the crate are race ready so mm.
0: yeah awesome. i i think all three of them are pretty badass i mean yeah. you, you, i'd be pumped at any of them oh yeah uh, yeah, I, I had a good time today. It was fun going back-to-back on just three bikes instead of six at a normal <laughs> shootout. Yeah. But, uh made it a little bit easier on us. Uh, but, yeah, hey, guys, thanks for your help today, and uh, thanks for your input. Thanks, Swap. And, uh, yeah, good times. Thanks for listening, people.
3: Thanks for having us come out.
0: You've been listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast show presented by Ogeo and hosted by my dad, Don Mera. Thanks for listening.